Just a warning, what you're about to see is a bit graphic. Everybody, it is the Angry and Negative Show <laughs> post game edition of the Angry and Negative Show, August 2nd, 2020, 24 days away from being 24. Whew. Getting Wait, old. What? Yeah. You're going to be 24 in 24 days? Yep, August 26th. Why did I think that you just turned 23? I don't know. Yeah. Time flies, or I'm just... Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Like like two days ago, it was March. It does feel that way. March and April drug on for fucking ever. And then the past three months, like, it's August already. What the fuck happened? Hockey in August. Meaningful hockey in August. Meaningful hockey. Good hockey in August. Yeah, how about that? The Flyers beat the Bruins for one, and it was a really good game. Uh, with the exception of the first 15 minutes in the first, the Flyers pretty much dominated from start to finish. Everybody looked good. And uh, this isn't going to be one of those angry negative shows where there's not going to be a whole lot to be angry or negative about. Well, I could pick a couple things out, but not specifically about the game. Mostly about the, the people on Twitter over here. Oh, God. If you want to get the angry stuff out of the way. May as well. Like... This guy, Robert Haig. The fact that we're still he, shitting on Robert Haig, even though they won, and he was just fine in that game. Yeah, he played exceptionally well, I thought, especially for Robert Haig's standards. Like, this, we're talking about a bottom-pairing defenseman. You know, he's not going to light the world on fire. He's just in there to do a job, like Justin Braun. And he did it. And I think, I think what it is, I think a lot of people are... The ghost people are bitter yes. that Robert Haig is playing. Yep. You know, so they kind of nitpick. Where and, and maybe it's the same thing for I'll just use myself as an example. Maybe like you could argue that I nitpick ghost, but really he's just not good, you know. So I think that's what they're trying to do with Haig. And it's like, wow, light off the guy because he's not playing bad. Now, granted, the only goal they scored just happened to go off his skate. But he had made three it's not or his four. Fault that it went in. It just so happened no. to ricochet off his foot. Right. Just so happened to be. The it guy. wasn't a defensive breakdown or anything that led to it. It was just shitty luck. That could have been anybody out there. For sure. Uh, but like, or like before that, he made two or three exceptional defensive plays in the defensive zone that I'm not sure Shane Gossespierre would have been able to make. You know, I thought he played a fine game. And then uh, you know, I'm, I'm scroll- scrolling through the Twitter and I'm seeing like negative stuff. I'm like, why? I barely even noticed him for the most part. And that, that means he had a good game. He played 16 minutes and 17 seconds on ice, which is by far the lowest. Uh, second lowest was Phil Myers with uh, 1751. So almost two minutes uh, less than Myers. But uh, 126 on the shorthanded as well. So he did, did rack up some penalty kill time. But yeah, I barely noticed the guy. Uh, he was just fine. I, I saw the tweets as well, uh, tweeting from Brotherly Puck and my own. And it was like, oh. Robert Haig sucks. He's the worst. And is this? And I'm like, are we watching the same game here? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I I barely noticed Braun. I didn't even know Braun played. That's how little I knew he was there. 
and Hague just kind of existed besides the uh, the own goal there, which is you don't want to see these guys out there. These are the same people that got mad when he dumped the puck in from center ice in that one game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> look how bad he is! And he fucking dumped the puck in on a line change. What do you want, you shithead? But yeah, there was a, an obscene amount of hate for him today, and I don't understand why when there's about a hundred other things we could be happy about. But, yeah, I, mean, uh, they, I don't know. They won 4-1. to one. For me, it was a typical Elaine Vigneault coached Flyers game. I mean, we've talked about it during the season. We talked a lot about it towards the end of the season. It looked to me like not so much the Flyers came out flat, but Boston came out with an extra jump. I think teams know. Yeah, they bought, there was a really good pace early that Boston yeah. just so happened to hold the lead on. Flyers were kind of chasing there for the first 15 minutes or so. But they kind of they swung the momentum in their favor late in the first, and they never gave it back up. By the end, they I mean they they held through the second and third period phenomenally. Other than those first couple minutes, and they didn't allow a goal in those first few minutes, uh, which is good. Carter Hart, just a fucking beast tonight. 31 saves on 32 shots. Just phenomenal. His puck handling still needs work. I was appalled watching him do that early in the game. But uh, other than that, I mean, he's his angles were solid. He was just, he was all over that fucking puck. If he can look like that from now till, you know, the end, he may win a cup by himself. You don't need the rest of the team to be so goddamn good. Seriously, man. So I think... What I what I saw in this game and what I'm what I've seen from past games is I think teams know I think coaches know that if you don't get up early on the Flyers like score an early goal or two goals they are going to take this game over and once they get up by a goal or two you you're fucked if you're the if you're the other team because the Flyers don't stop they progressively get better and stronger throughout the game and if they have a lead they're going to choke you out they're not you know what I mean they're not yeah. going to give it up. And we saw a carbon copy of that today. They, I think they finished the first 0-0, which was, you know, the, the Bruins had advantage in shots, 12-6. But, you know, when you have a goalie like Carter Hart, I mean, this team's perfect, man. So they, you could argue they lost that first period, but Carter Hart is like the, the balancer. He's like the, you know, he's he made. All right. Uh, small audio issue there. But that's just fucking par these days for these fucking shows. <laughs> uh, do you do? Did you listen to BBW Radio on Thursday? I did not. Who Holy shit! It was a Stephen Manny show. He had a lot of technical what issues. What a disaster! Is it Skype? Probably. Yeah. I wonder if we should look into making the switch here. I have some uh, notes I took down, which we can talk about after the show. But uh, yeah. So I think before that, I was saying how the Flyers just seemed to pick up steam. Uh, and we saw that today, man. They got they they had two goals in the first 10 minutes. They had the one by Raffle, which was a pretty goal. I mean, can we talk about this fourth line for a second, man? Because they scored two pretty goals. That's the other goals. thing I saw. They were People were furious that Joel Farabee wasn't in the lineup. And it's like... Are you seeing how good this fourth line is without him? Like, yeah. They were just fine. Now, granted, Raffle did get hurt in the third period, uh, got tangled up with a Bruin, and his legs went out from under him, and he kind of crashed awkwardly into the boards. Uh, he was helped off the ice by Scott Lawton and Jim McCrossin, and he seemed to grab his left leg originally, 
though wasn't didn't seem to be favoring anyone being helped off. So I don't know. And given that this is uh, the world we live in now, we're probably going to hear he is incapable of playing or whatever the phrase is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully it's nothing serious. Because Raffle has kind of been a key for that fourth line. Um, but uh, for all you people that wanted Fairbian and said that Thompson was Cheeks, well, there you go. Now you're going to have Joel Fairbian uh, for at least the next game. Uh, Fairby ha- or, uh, Thompson rather did have the second goal. Myers had the third one, which was a fucking beautiful snipe. And uh, Lawton wrapped it up with, again, another breakout goal and a beautiful, uh, beautiful laser of his own. Phil Myers, man. <laughs> I, uh... He's a stud, dude. I uh, have not been overly thrilled with his play based on his jump from the Phantoms to the Flyers, and I've talked about this all season long. I just don't think that he was he was there. There was a lot of hesitation on his part. He just wasn't there. He wasn't reading the plays right. Holy shit. This was his first professional playoff game, but he looked like a 10-year vet out there playing. Just a goddamn beast tonight. Yeah, I think Beast is the perfect word to describe him, dude. In the defensive end, he was manhandling guys. And uh what he's like six foot five, isn't he? Like this Something dude like is that, yeah. he's a monster. He's strong. He could skate like the wind. Like you saw that everything that Phil Myers is, we saw today. And how can you not be excited about this kid? Undrafted free agent, gonna be a fucking stud, dude. You saw it. I mean, he dominated people in the defensive zone. Eight seconds after the Bruins score, and potentially momentum could could uh, swing the other way, he comes down and snipes one over uh, Halak's shoulder. I mean, an absolute blistering sna- uh, snapshot. Insane, man. He is listed at 6'5", 210 right now. He's going to be a fucking bull, man. Who's played 71 initial games in uh, two years. His very this- first... Very first playoff his, game. Does it have his age on there? 23. He'll be 24 like, at the end of January. Come on. The fly- that, oh, you, uh, okay, we're going we're gonna to talk about something else. This leads me to another point here. Mike Milbury was <laughs> on the fucking announced team today. And Jesus Christ. How does this guy have a job, first and foremost? Like, there was a there was a quote specifically, which, which led to Myers here. Uh... Let's see. Off the uh, off-season acquisition one. Yes, the off-season the Flyers. He, he was talking about the defense and going over it. He goes, Flyers made some good acquisition, uh, fl- good acquisitions in Hagen Myers. And I heard that, and went, yeah, yeah. And a couple minutes later, I'm like, wait, what did he just say? <laughs> Robert Haig drafted in 2013. Phil Myers signed as an undrafted free agent in 2015, and they're good acquisitions. Yeah, I thought he was going to say Niskanen and Braun. That would have made sense, yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know where... You know what? What a fucking disaster he was today. Yeah, he was pretty terrible. Just and I, jerking off over the Bruins. I could feel his jizz through the TV screen. <laughs> I hate when you say the word jizz. Jizz! <laughs> oh my God. It was like the Niska load from the top of the Wells Fargo Center. Niska load. That's a good one, actually, though. Uh, so, Milbury... I don't mind him on the uh, like post game pregame stuff because I feel like he plays that the heel role and maybe like I don't even think it's intentional. I think he's just a dickhead. Yeah, that's just what he is. Yeah. 
but like his his play by play or his commentary is garbage. By the end of the game, he was he was so quiet and downtrodden, and I'm like, is this guy drunk? Like he's either drunk or he's so angry that the Flyers are beating the Bruins that he just didn't care anymore. <laughs> just like just all game talking about the Bruins and the Bruins defense and the Bruins this and that, and it's like the Flyers are kicking the living shit out of them. Let's talk about the Flyers here. Like, God, that was it was it was an embarrassing performance to be a part of. Part of me likes it a little bit. Like, I used to get angry too. I used to, I used to like really hate. I was Doc. fine at first, but after three hours of it, it's like, okay, I've had enough. Like by the time well, it was over, fuck for sure. But what I like about it is because the Flyers are legitimately good now. So like, they were stomping out the Bruins. Like, like slowly but surely they were doing it. And to hear his the tone of his voice and the things that he was talking about, like you could tell that he wasn't having fun, and I was loving it. I'm like, good, this guy's got to sit there and watch this. And he kept He's clearing gotta... his throat in the mic too. Did he really? Oh, that was driving me nuts. Especially the end, he go, the... Oh, but, oh, but, oh, 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 and we're gonna that like really, bud. You're on fucking <laughs> national television and you're clearing your throat. You're pulling a gym for fuck's sake. <laughs> I must zone him out. Like I must have been zoning those guys out because I would catch things. Like I heard the Myers and Haig thing. Uh, maybe I would only hear when he would say something moronic. But I think I tuned him out for the most part. Uh, the other guy's pretty good. Who was with? Who was he doing it with? I actually have no idea who he was with today. I like Boucher too. Bouche does a nice job. Bouche was good. Yeah. I kind of felt bad when he was talking about Carter Hart, talking about how Philly hasn't had a goalie like that since uh... Bernie Perrant. Yeah, he's and I'm like, like oh, I don't know if anybody's ever going to lift that shoulder again, but man, he's like Bernie Perrant. I'm like, oh boy, no, don't put any pressure on the kid or anything. Yeah, I know for real. Yeah, ah. I'm like, it's like you played here. Like, yeah, it's what are you doing? Like... <laughs> yeah, like you were okay, dude. Like, don't knock yourself. But uh, yeah, this game, man, everything that I think it was everything that we were hoping for and more, like. The emergence of Phil Myers. If he can be that, how can you not be excited? Carter Hart played dominant, dude. I, if he didn't, if if that one goal never got by him, it would have absolutely absolutely been a shutout. Yep. Like he played phenomenal. Uh, the top line completely shut down. Like I looked at it as if the top lines could cancel each other out, and the Flyers' second line could play like the first line, the Flyers are going to win. Lo and behold, the Flyers' fourth line showed up and won the game today. Pretty much. Yeah. They, uh, Thompson had the game winner there. So Yeah, they played very well. Good. The other uh, depth guy I noticed yet again, Abe Kubel. I love Just him. continues to be a badass out there. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. When, when he – I really liked last year when he got called up and he played a minute 30 a night under Dave Axtell for 10 games or whatever it was. And uh, – he got sent back down, and it was kind of like, eh, you know, I watched a lot of Phantoms. It was like, nah, he's a dude. And early this year, you know, when he didn't make it out of camp, he got sent down. I'm like, man, this guy just, I don't know if he was defeated or what, but he just did not have it uh, for the first little while there for the Phantoms. And when everybody was begging for him to get called up, and I'm like, why? Is anybody watching the Phantoms? This guy's not very good. But holy shit, he came up and has just been phenomenal been the ball of energy, a physical presence, chipped in small offense during the regular season. Like, this, Abe Kubel is what you want from your bottom six, your third line, your fourth line. 
after years of Vandevelde and Laterra and Weiss and, and Belmare, all these fucking scrubs they had down there. They can't do a goddamn thing. You kind of forget what a real fourth liner is supposed to look like. And Raffle is one and Albe Kubel is the other. Just fucking great prototypical depth guys that are going to be the lifeblood of your team. So true, dude. And two things here, because you mentioned Raffle too. I see, I, I'm like kind of shocked sometimes when I see people hating on Michael Raffle because. Yeah, that's that's another one. I, every once in a while, though, people kind of come out and, and hate on him. And I never really understood why. In no. terms of a consistent fourth liner who can do a little bit of anything, Raffle's your guy. I don't know if it's because once upon a time he was playing with Giroux on the top line and uh, maybe he was there and since he got booted down, you know, kind of found his niche in, in the bottom uh, six that maybe your casual fan doesn't like him. But, yeah, every once in a while I see some hate on him too and I've never quite understood uh, what the hell that was all about. He doesn't do anything that bothers me. Like, he plays his game. Uh, he's responsible with the puck. He's good along the boards. Uh, he's like your prototypical fourth line guy now. You know, he's got a little bit. He's older. I think he's in his thirties now. He's going to be. A, yeah, he's going to be for another year. He's got. Uh, he's been around the block. You know, he's going to provide leadership, which you need. You know, I, I think the term veteran presence has kind of been spoiled for us the last couple of years. But Raffle brings that, and and he's a good guy. He's been here since 2013 already. Yeah, 470 the, games under his belt, 78 goals. Dude, he's one of the longest tenured players, along with Voracek, Giroux, you know? I think he may be, other than Voracek and Giroux, he may be the longest one. Yeah. Perfect uh, locker room guy. Plug-and-play guy. Right? Who the hell else is even around long? Yeah, Lawton. I was going to mean a guy like Simmons, but he's not here anymore, so. Lawton and Lawton. I think Lawton's the only other guy in the team that has been around long. Maybe Sam Moran, if you want to count him. But no, because Ralph would have been there 2013. Uh, uh, Moran didn't debut till 2015. So there you go. Ralph would have been would be the second longest tenured guy here. They would miss him if he, oh yeah if he let's say he was moved at the trade deadline last year or something. They would absolutely miss him on the fourth I think if line. If he's out of the lineup with his injury for a substantial amount of time, they're going to miss him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have a, a very solid mix. I mean, Raffle Thompson. Who am I missing on that fourth line there? Pitlick. And Pitlick. I mean, it, dude, that's a, a solid fourth line. Like, it's, uh, it, I don't know. I'm thinking of guys. You remember, uh, like, guys like Daryl Powell and mm -hmm. Blair Betts and whatnot? Like, they may not have been the, the greatest, but they knew their role in the fourth line. And they played it well. Yeah. And I think that's what we have here, finally. Like, we actually have NHL players playing on the fourth line. Uh, Albe Kubel, I love this kid, man. He he kind of reminds me of Scott Lawton a little bit. Like he throws the body around. He's not afraid to throw his body, uh, and he can he can score some goals. He I think he had some time on the power play. Uh, energy guy, which I can't get enough. Of. I know you like those guys too. I love the energy guys. Uh, I love his game. He showed up to play. They had so. There's not really any line that I can pick out and say that they had a bad game today. And you could pick out like a star player from each line. Like the first line, I guess you could say no one really stood out, but they completely dominated Boston's top line. And that's all they really, really have. You know, they rely on their top line. 
and they shot him down. Yeah. Uh, Abi Kubel played 944. Rafa played uh, 1035 before leaving with injury. Nobody really played a ton of minutes here. Couturier was at 1955. Hayes, 1727. Very balanced. Uh, let's see. Giroud played 1859, but he played a shit ton of power play time as well. Mm. Uh, Voracek, 1748. Even the defenseman, Ivan Provorov, only hit uh, 2451. Well, that's a good thing, I guess. Everybody else was missing Stay in fresh. 2020. Uh, Sanheim, 1826. Myers, 1751. Sanheim looked good as well. Which, uh, if there's one person I've given hell on this defense to, it's fucking Travis Sanheim. And uh, he looked good as well. If this Myers and Sanheim pair can actually function like capable NHL defensemen, holy shit. You got <laughs> something there. It sounds like you're uh, you're getting excited, man. I, I'm trying not to, but uh, it's kind of hard. It's hard, uh, to, it's hard to watch what I did today and not get excited. They handled the fucking Boston Bruins like they were nothing. I love it, dude. And they played their fucking game while they did it. They didn't, you know, it wasn't like a battle. It was 100% Flyers hockey. Like, they just dominated the President Trophy winning Boston Bruins. Nobody was within six points of them, right? I they believe it was six Flyers. seven, yeah. Yeah, they snapped the Flyers' nine-game winning streak. The Flyers were the hottest team in the league. They couldn't get over the hump. They, they couldn't beat the best team in the league. And, and then... If you really want to argue that the Flyers, you know, weren't ready or whatever, you could you could use that the Flyers couldn't beat the Bruins in regulation. Well, today they did, and they did it handily. They dominated them. That, like we said, that first period was kind of a wash. You know, the Boston came out and they were going to try to take an early lead because they know if they didn't, the Flyers were going to take over, and they did. I don't know, man. I, I couldn't be happier with what I saw today. I really couldn't. I saw. Somebody wanted to point out JVR, but again, I think it's, I think it's the I don't think I noticed him at all this year, except for a stick breaking into a million pieces that shot up into the sky. That was today. Yeah, it was today. Oh, I missed that. But again, though, like it was a typical JVR game. If the only way he you were going to notice existed. him, right? I didn't even know he was out there. <laughs> right, and Tom and didn't they didn't. Play. Let's he see. would have had like a tap-in power play goal. You would have noticed him, but that's about it. Ten forty-two, which yeah. was. Second lowest, only to Abi Kubel. And See, technically like, Raffle, who had 10.35, but wow. That's good. Derek Grant played more than he did, for Christ's sake. Nate Thompson had a minute and a half more than JVR. <laughs> yeah, dude, Thompson got... Excuse me. I think he had a rough first period, but after or that, he looked just fine. Yeah. I, I, I understood the move to play Thompson over Farabee because Boston's a physical team and they tried to intimidate and dominate the Flyers in that first period. They, they really did try. Yeah. And uh, I don't think it was a game that I would want a kid like Farabee in. Uh, number one, he probably wouldn't have gotten that much ice time and it would have, you know, made guys like, I don't know, JVR or whoever else get more ice time. But he could have potentially gotten hurt, you know? There's reasons why he wasn't in the game. and There's still two more round-robin games. He would have gotten in one way or the other. But uh, I so think right, Tampa now he's going to be in either way. And obviously, we'll, uh, this raffle injury will be in. But, you know, let's talk uh, some other scores from around the league here. Okay. Uh, Hurricanes beat the Rangers 3-2. to I watched that game. 
And uh, the Hurricanes looked absolutely locked in. They just struggled to score some goals. But uh, Shesterkin was out, though they did show him sitting and watching the game, so it's not COVID-related. He's just uh, chilling, I guess. And uh, they lost. King Henrik was taken down by the Hurricanes after everybody said, Oh, look, the Lundqvist beat the, beat the Hurricanes all season long. He'll be fine. Well, they got beat. Uh, the Blackhawks beat the Oilers. The final score was 6-4, though I believe it was like 6-2 at one point or something. Yeah. Uh, I did not watch that game. I was I caught the very early bit of it there because it was on after the Rangers Hurricanes, but I, I had no interest in watching that. Chicago dominated. It was it was a 6-2 game. I believe Mike Smith completely shit the bed up there. Uh, yeah. That should not happen. I don't know why the Oilers did not beat the Blackhawks. It should have been the roles should have been reversed there, but the Oilers you know, will never not be the Oilers. I, I actually, when I was making my picks on uh, Twitter, I considered taking Chicago only because of the pedigree they have in the playoffs. You know, they still have guys like Kane, Taves. Uh, this guy Kubalik is a player. They still have the Brink at. Uh, <laughs> I had Edmonton in three. <laughs> Corey Croft. Yeah, dude. And Sue, I'm already out of that one. So, like, you, I named those players, and then it's like, well, Edmonton has Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Like, how the fuck do they lose, you know? They were missing the Crawford, and then the- Taves missed a day or two of practice as well uh, there when they were still in training camp. So I'm like, well, if that's the end of that. but uh, And they're a 12 seed. Yeah. Insane. The Islanders beat the Panthers. Who could possibly care? Two to yeah, one. I couldn't watch that game. Uh, I have... Panthers and five, so they better get their shit together. The uh, Canadians beat the Penguins in overtime. I'm very torn on that because it's always a good day a when the Penguins game. lose. But you want the Penguins to win because I don't want Lafreniere in the same goddamn state right now. So Penguins better get their shit together there. That was an interesting one because it looked like the Penguins were kind of doing what the Bruins did to the Flyers in the first, and the, the Canadians came down and got a lucky one. And Pittsburgh couldn't really recover. It was kind of an even game after that, I thought. I think they were up like 10 shots to one or something, and the shots kind of finished even. Uh, yeah, I mean, Petrie with a, a snipe shot in overtime. I, I lost some money because I bet the Penguins for some reason, so I should have fucking seen that coming. The Flames beat the Jets 4-1 to after Matthew Kachuk fucked up Mark Shifley. What do you uh, think about that, dude? Because I, I saw some people with some crazy opinions on that. I like, saw oh. the hit originally and didn't think much of it, but apparently there's rumors that it was a cut, that he got cut by his skate because he kind of stomped on his leg there. And he, do you think If that's he the case, that that's bullshit. Uh, he very well could have. I would need to go back and watch it a little closer. Uh, I didn't watch it since last night. I saw the screenshots of them uh, getting the, uh, the the blade on the back of his leg. Uh, if that's what happened, it's a- absolute bullshit. Fuck Matthew Kuchuk. Um I don't know, but I would need to go back and uh, watch it again with that perspective. But if that's what happened, that's bullshit. If it was just a hit that kind of fell into the boards, I didn't think much of it then. Uh, it looked like a fucking gruesome injury when it was just his leg in there. But if it's a cut, that's uh, that's not cool. I... I, I just can't fathom that an NHL player would, with all these cameras on him, would actually do something like that on purpose. I just, 
don't see how that would actually happen. You know, I, I can't believe it. Unless I see this angle where, you know, you, you kind of see his leg kind of like jerk down to where it's like, okay, definitely he stomped. But I, I haven't seen this angle. And to me, it looks like he's slowing up because they're, they're skating, you know, into the boards and he kind of pulls up and one leg comes up and Scheifele's leg just happens to slide underneath of where he's going to put his leg down. See, I, the, I have a, the camera angle on here is such a bad one because the ref is in the way. Yeah, I really uh, hope that it's not on purpose, angle. man. Because that's, that's fucking terrible. If it uh, see, it doesn't really look like it's on purpose. It looks like Shifley kind of went in on an angle there. Mm-hmm. And Kachuk went in straight. And yep. he kind of put his feet up to stop and it caught the back of Shifley's leg. I don't think that's intentional. No, I don't think so But either. it looks fucking gnarly, though. God. How about Mark Crawford? Did you hear what he was saying? Uh, I heard he said something. I did not hear what he said, though. Yeah, he he's coming. He just came right out and said it's Bush League. He said it's on purpose and blah, blah, blah. He's, I it very well could have been just because who the player is. I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. But and so guys are like, yeah, it could be playoff talk or whatever. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, I don't man. know. Uh, the Coyotes beat the Predators 4-3. to three. I did not catch any of that game because it was on the same time as the Flyers, but apparently it was a pretty good game. And uh, Coyotes beat the Predators on a late Michael Grabner goal. Which uh, is good, because I have Phoenix in five, so they better fucking win. I think I picked the Predators, I think. you uh, At least for me, you did, yeah. Nashville in five. Yeah, I don't... I have no interest in watching any Coyote games. I, uh... I wouldn't mind it. I didn't get to today, but... Maybe if they're on a little later. I have the uh, Blues... Uh, avalanche game on in the background right now. That's Kobe. Uh, it's not, excuse me. That's not a series. That's just a round robin game, right? That would be a good series. Yes. I believe that's just a round robin game. 1 1 right now with uh, 440 left in the third. Uh, Flyers beat the Bruins. I feel like we know that. Uh, mm-hmm. Blue yes. Jackets and Maple Leafs are playing right now. Oh, uh, that's going to be good. End of the first, 0 0. And uh, later tonight, the Canucks take on the Wild in the biggest wet fart of a series I could even think of in the NHL right now. You know what? I actually – I had to write about that for, for Puck Pros, and I think that's actually going to be a solid series. Because uh, – so the Wild, yeah, nobody really jumps off the page at you, right? Do you remember last year when uh, Minnesota's GM, the old, the old Predators GM, traded for – uh, Kevin Fiala, he traded Michael Grandland for yep. Kevin Fiala at the deadline, and we were like, what the fuck? Like, why would you do that? Like, Fiala stinks. He's got 54 points in 64 games this year, Fiala, for the for the Wild. He's having a solid season. So it's kind of like, well, I guess he did know what he was doing. I think they fired him, too. I think Minnesota filed, it, uh, uh, fired Fenton, Fenton, I believe his last name was. Yeah, Paul Bill Guerin's their uh, general manager now. Yeah. Uh, Vancouver's got a lot of young, exciting talent, man. They do, indeed. Uh, so Brock I'm interested. Brock is going to be a flyer next year. Oh my God! Could you imagine? Did you write an article about him? Because I tweeted some. Uh, not yet. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know where they would fit him in the top six, but uh, I would strongly consider trading possibly Travis Sanheim for him, who they're going to have to re-sign after. Well, next I would uh, suggest you don't put that take on Twitter. You're going to get torn apart. I can't remember where I put that on. I think it maybe was on Twitter. Because I think they would have to add. 
or or maybe not because Vancouver wants to actively move Vancouver him. Vancouver would probably need a D, so you wouldn't be uh, too far off with Sanheim. But that's one of those takes that I feel like wouldn't sit well with the uh, especially now too. Twitty, <laughs> like they're winning, and I'm talking about trading Travis Sanheim. Uh, let's see when the Flyers play. Don't play again to what Thursday. Thursday against the Caps. Thursday against the Caps. Yo, they beat the Caps, and they have a legit shot at getting the number one seed. The Caps play the Lightning on Wednesday. No, the Lightning play the... Hang on. Let me start that again. The Lightning play the Bruins on Wednesday. I don't know if the Caps... The Caps should either play Monday or Tuesday. I'm going to assume tomorrow. Caps play the Lightning tomorrow. There we go. Caps play the Lightning tomorrow at 4. And then the Lightning play the Bruins Wednesday. Flyers play the Cavs Thursday. I think that schedule favors the Flyers a little bit. For as much as we complain about scheduling and whatnot, I feel like we should talk about this. Because uh, these guys, having not played in games for so long, the Capitals' first meaningful game is going to be tomorrow. And two days later, Tuesday, Wednesday, so I guess three days later, they have to play the Flyers again in another one. I'm wondering how their bodies are going to be feeling, you know, after playing that first really physical, meaningful game. Especially after a game as spirited as today. Right, and the Flyers get that extra day off. I think that's going to be in their favor. So, And then considering how the Flyers dominated them throughout the regular season, I think we see it again Thursday, man. The Flyers wow. wrap up their round robin on Saturday against the Lightning Time TBD. It's not going to matter because they're just going to win it. Flyers are going to be the number one fucking team. That's seed. the only team that I'm scared of is the Lightning. Yeah, me too. Me, no stand Just because fuck the Islanders. But uh, Lightning are, uh, I believe we looked at this on BBW. I believe the Flyers have beat them twice out of 12 meetings since 2017 or something like that, 2016. Feels like that it's been, too. It's been, it's been ugly. Yeah. <laughs> but been uh, we'll, we'll see how the Lightning do without a Samco's who... Uh, Talked a little about him earlier. Didn't he have last year like forty five goals and ninety points? And I didn't even know about it until I looked him up earlier this year. Yeah, because he's overshadowed by half a dozen people on his own fucking team. Because Kucherov <laughs> had like hundred and thirty fucking. Kucherov points was or good. Something. Vasilevsky's kicking ass and taking names. You got uh, Hedman down there. You got a couple other of the forwards, uh, Palat and such. And it's like, dude, overshadowed by your own damn roster. Give it up ninety five points and just. Just fade away. It's incredible. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I think uh, the Flyers could end up playing Montreal in the first round of the playoffs, man. As as much as, you know, and I think. Provided they could beat Pittsburgh. It's going to be really interesting, dude. Who, I'm going to have to look at seedings because I really didn't pay a lot of attention to the qualifier seedings. I just kind of been waiting around for the first round of the playoffs. Uh, Who, uh, I have them written down somewhere. I don't know if I'm able to find them now. Who's 10 11? If, if, uh, you have to look them up. Sorry. In the East? Yeah. <sighs> Why don't I just look it up? I have a fucking $2,000 Mac in front of me. Holy NHL. Shit. You know, it would be nice if I could stop yawning into the microphone. Yeah, you sound like fucking Millberry now. <laughs> Play in matchups. How will playoffs work? Uh, what? 
let's see here. Can I get a good answer? How the 24 team formats work? Okay, so who's who? You're not going to tell me? Oh, oh, there we go. Okay, what do you want to know? Who's the 10 and 11 seeds? Uh, Rangers are 11, Panthers are 10. Montreal is so, 12, uh, Blue Jackets are 9. Get out, really? They're, they So they didn't make the playoffs, the Blue Jackets. They uh, wouldn't have made the playoffs. I guess not, no. But the... Blue Jackets are playing the Leafs right now, right? Pittsburgh is five, Carolina is six, Islanders are seven, Toronto is eight, Columbus is nine, Florida is ten, Rangers are eleven, Montreal is twelve. Uh, you know what? It's not taken into consideration the uh, the division splits. Yes. Okay, so they probably would have made the playoffs. Yeah, because the Leafs would have been ahead of them. That's right. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I was gonna say they were in the second wild card side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. When the season ended. Yeah. So now. you know who else I don't really want to play? I don't want to play the Panthers. Well, you probably won't have to worry about that. I would assume the Islanders <laughs> dispatch them pretty quickly. Yeah. But I feel like the Panthers would be one of those teams that's going to play like absolute ass until they face the Flyers, and then Bobrovsky will all of a sudden remember he's a really good goaltender. And That's what happens during the season. Then they lose he, to the Panthers? I believe so, yeah. I but, feel like they always have trouble with the Florida teams. Flyers versus Panthers. Like those Florida trips, they always lose the back-to-back. Well, they beat them two or three times. Did they really? Uh, only one of which was at the Wells Fargo Center. Their I'm first meeting of... in November, they lost five to two. They b- beat them four to one, at the end of February, and they played them a couple days later in February and beat them oh. six to two. Oh wow! Okay, that may have been the start of their uh, win streak, wasn't it? Something I... like that. It must have been. Yeah, February had to be. Yo, yeah, they beat them back to back. Yeah, they were one of those teams. Yeah, when I they beat... think. Colorado just scored with 0.1 seconds on the clock. In the game? In the game. Wow. They just showed a slow motion of it. and They're going over it right now, but that was close. Holy shit. I think it was that Kadri maybe that scored? Love Kadri. So they're celebrating with what looks like Pierre Edward Belmar. He's the man. Hmm. He's, he's a good fourth line guy. Is Jay Bomeister still alive? Whatever happened to him? He had a heart attack or something, didn't something he? Something like that, yeah. I don't think he's playing the rest of the season. Yeah, that's in. That's, wow. That's incredible. 0.1 seconds on the clock, and he scored. Just a fucking wide open net. I don't know what uh, Bennington is doing over there, but... Looks like it rang off the post and came out between his legs, and Kadri just put it in a wide open net. Wow. Whew. I feel like the Blues aren't really talked about enough for a Stanley Cup They champion. showed Braden shit on camera, and I'm like, hey, I remember that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to be The best team ball. in the West by a fucking wide margin, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but they're, like, not – without just, Tarasenko, they're not, like, a fun team. Like, the Avalanche are fun. McKinnon, Landis Cog, Rantanen. Yeah. Did you hear about this Cespedes news today? He just – that's fucking insane. Up. He just didn't show up and then let him know later, oh, by the way, I'm opting out. Awesome. Dude, that's, <laughs> that's so, like, 2020, man. Like, like they're like, yeah. oh, well, nobody can get a hold of him. My first thought is, shit, he's fucking dead. Yeah, like somebody kidnapped him or something. And people are making jokes right away. And I'm like, what if he's dead? He's in Atlanta. He's probably fucking hung up somewhere, for Christ's sake. But uh, 
Christ. And then he's just like, by the way, I'm opting out. I clean my hotel room. I'm out. Awesome. I love him. <laughs> Crazy, man. Uh, they are imagine? taking forever to review this goal. And I guess I understand why, but geez. What's uh, pretty clear? Yeah, I'm not watching. <laughs> uh, this is a good, shit. good show, good, fun, positive show, man. Good, fun game. The Flyers play like this all the time. There wouldn't be a fucking angry negative show to begin with. I know we're gonna have to change the name of the show, dude. Well, we still, so we could still find stuff to be angry and negative about, like the like the Hague haters, like Flyers Twitter like, in general. Yeah, they like hop off for at least for a day, man. Especially like, after a game like today, it's not even like. They played well despite of Robert Haig. I think he contributed. Yeah. They'll win the cup and they'll go, well, no thanks to Robert Haig. It's like, what the <laughs> yeah, fuck? Yeah. It uh, sounds about right, actually. It's a sickness, man. Flyers, tw- some some fans just can't stand to be happy. Like, do you just be happy? Why you have to be so mad? There was a uh, two-on-one breakaway there. With Giroux, it was in the first period, and I almost fucking tore my fucking hair out when I saw it. Giroux went up. Raffle's covered by three men. Giroux's all by himself, and he tried to pass to Raffle. Oh, my God! Stop the two-on-one <laughs> passing to fucking traffic! You idiots! And they must have learned from that. Somebody must have chewed him out because people were sniping goals the rest of the game. So, <laughs> somebody clearly learned their lesson. I feel like that's Giroux, like, all the time. Like, two-on-one, so check thing. to pass. Yeah, board check. Just roof it, dude. Oh uh, yeah, that was a, a that was a fun game, man. For not having hockey for four months, dude, that was great. I had some serious butterflies before the game. I was actually excited. Yeah, I can't tell you last time I was excited for a hockey game. <laughs> Been dude, it, many a years. It's gonna be a lot to be excited about with this team for a, for a long time, man. Which is just odd to think about. Why, uh, let's, let's, I don't think we've done a show since this topic came up. Let's compare today's Flyers to the 2010 Cup team. Okay, that's kind of like the theme of the week. That was a, yeah, somebody put that up last week. And, uh, I don't even think it's anywhere close to, uh, the, the 2010 team. Like, like, this team is so far and away better, so much deeper I think 2010 was highlighted by a few players. You know, they had Pronger. Uh, they had Mike Richards. You know, Claude Giroux was breaking out that year. You know, and Jeff Carter, Briere. You had those guys carrying the team, but the rest of the team was just ass. Ass, 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 ass. You know, they had, uh, who was it? Ryan, per- uh, Ryan Perrin and... Lucas Krejcik. Lucas Krejcik, that's right who didn't even play in the playoffs, <laughs> who mm-hmm. were technically dressed but weren't played at all. Colorado won the game, by the way. That was deemed a good goal. Wow. Awesome. That was a cool end to that. But, uh, yeah, Oscars <laughs> Bartulis answered me on Twitter today, by the way. We won oh, you today know what? Because I saw that. That's I, pretty uh, sick. picked his jersey. We needed his good vibes today. And uh, he thought so, too. So, oh, God, if his English is anything like he is when he tweets, I can't even imagine trying to have a conversation with him. <laughs> Well, now if he's listening, he's definitely not coming on. I don't think he's listening. Yeah, that was pretty sick. Uh, 
Where were we going with that? They relied on Pronger, Tiemann, and Carlin Coburn to carry like the entire load. And then it was uh, yeah, Perron yeah. and Krejci who played like zero minutes. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was bad. You had a bunch of just dudes other than that. Yeah, I, I think Your they could have used... line was LaPerriere, Carcillo, and... I loved LaPerriere. What was that, Nodal down there with him then? Ah, oh, he was so bad, Andres. No, <laughs> he was like so bad, and he, I was disappointed. Like he was like disappointedly bad for me because I expected him to be decent. Like I feel like they talked him up, yeah, yeah, for a season or something. And I'm like, oh, okay, Andres Nodal. Like, wasn't he Austrian? Yes, he's a fellow countryman. Yeah, and I think they fucked up when they were talking about Thomas Vanek and talking about how he looked up to Thomas Vanek and whatnot. And I'm like, oh. We're going to have the next Thomas Vanek on our hands. And he just was not anything close to Thomas Vanek. You remember him? Thomas Vanek, yeah. He was in, uh, actually just read up about him. He was in one of the uh, last top five players you forgot, Siri. Yeah, he was a hell of a player with Buffalo. I hated that guy. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, if I, I mean, watching today, there's no competition for me. The the last Flyers coach I liked was LaViolette. And the last time I had a favorite player was on that 2010 team. And when you think about 2010, I think the difference for me is kind of like the star names, like Chris Pronger. Danny Briere was a star, I think. There was far uh, more star power on that team, but the depth wasn't there. And goaltending right. was ass. Whereas yep. this team doesn't necessarily have any star power, which we talked about last week. But every single fucking player contributes. Yep. Dude, this team will grind you into the dirt, man. I, If they had to play each other in the Stanley Cup, I'm picking this team every day. Yeah, it's not even close. Yeah, now, that was a fun team. This team, I don't know if they're so... That team was so... fun for, like, different reasons, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't even know if this team is so much, like, fun to watch, but they just, they're, like, all business when they play. Yes. They just dominate. You know, like, they're not – I don't know how to explain it. Like, they're not exciting and fun to watch. And, and, oh, my God, I really enjoy watching this team. They're just – they just dominate. I don't know how to explain what I want to say, but hopefully you just get it. It was – it was – 2010 was more of, like, a miracle run. And everything went right, and they had those few players that were up top contributing. But they had no business being there. Whereas this team – is just deep all the way through. They may not have the the flashy Briers and the Richards and the and the Prongers in the back end, but just they they're, they're just so damn good. I can't remember a team in my life that was this deep. No, it, not for the Flyers. Not for no, certainly not for the Flyers. Probably need to go back to the Legion of Doom, Mark Recchi days, you know, to even even get close. And even then, probably the defense wasn't that good. Yeah, so that would be a fun fun episode or two to start picking some of the Flyers' best teams of the past because it it's, sure is feeling like this team has stars in the making, I guess we could say. Like, up and down the lineup. I like, can't I'm picking... imagine this team losing a seven-game series. Yeah. And I guess that's still TBD, and everybody's going to look back in this and – a couple of weeks when they get blown out of the water in the first round by Tampa or something. And they'll be like, ah, you're an idiot. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I don't see the Flyers losing in seven. I just don't. 
I don't feel like they have that 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 fault. Like who's going to beat them four times? Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. I don't know if 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 they, if they come out like they did today, and especially Carter Hart, who was just fucking ice in his veins, stone cold solid. Like yeah, shit. Who's going to beat them? They're really going to have to run into a rut for that to happen. Like somebody's going to have to catch them for you know, consecutive games in a row off guard and, you know, steal two and then get lucky on a third one. But I, I would fully expect a flyer somewhere along the way to figure it out, you know. I'm and, almost and, kind of sad that this is still only the round robin because I would have loved to see a Flyers-Boston series. Oh, yeah, me too. Seven games what we saw today. Are you kidding me? Dude, they, they dominated. They had no answer in that third games. period. Yeah, man, it would have been fun. And maybe we still will. Still chance, I'm sure... Uh... Theoretically, these are the two teams in the East to beat. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And obviously Tampa can come in and do whatever they do. And I don't trust the Islanders one bit, those sneaky bastards. They may uh, pull something out of their ass, but I don't know. I, I just I don't see anybody else in the East that can handle the Flyers. No, the, the Islanders just because... But... <laughs> Just because of the way they play, the Islanders, I, I can't stand that team and Barry Trotz. And there's so many good coach, well-coached teams in the East. Uh, you know, the Bruins, you have to think they're going to figure it out somewhere along the way. Uh, Tampa Bay, Getting Rask like back you would probably help a little bit. Oh, yeah. Tampa Bay scares you a little bit. They haven't they haven't played yet, right, in their I round robin? I don't think so, no. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I'll, I'm going to make sure to pay attention to that one. Columbus kind of scares me a little bit. I feel like, not that they're playing on borrowed time. If but... they beat Toronto, then I'll worry about it. But uh, I don't know. They're, I think they're one of those teams that could just play spoiler like they did last year. They're in the playoffs specifically to fuck up somebody else's shit. Mm-hmm. They don't stand a chance themselves, but they can eliminate somebody. The game is still 0-0, by the way. That's the one on the... Uh... Old TV right now. What is that? Fourteen oh six left in the second. Zero zero. I got all my glasses on, so I can't actually tell. But <laughs> well, that that's kind of their game, though, man. Like low scoring. They want to keep it tight, and then they get one, and you know, play D. Grind them down physically. That's it. Yeah. Just uh, beat the shit out of Tampa like they did, or uh, beat the shit out of Toronto like they did Tampa last year. Yep. That's it. Hmm. It looks Columbus like Seth Fox. Jones is back. Oh, good. Pretty sure that's who was on TV there. There aren't many. Uh... Yeah, that's just uh... yeah, yeah, but yeah, Seth Jones. <laughs> hmm. We got to be uh, close to an hour with our stoppage. Uh, let's see here. Forty-four minutes. Plus maybe another ten. For what? Oh, Didn't that's right. We did have that connected. little intro there. The the hiccup. The audio hiccup. Yeah. I don't think this continued that actually. I have no idea. But uh Wait, it never showed up? What? You should I, have I, a... if I when I uh hit play again, I don't know if it uh picks up where it left off or it was a different file. I did save oh. it though just in case. We're fine. Oh, okay. way, but... All right, so we're good. Fine either way. I think that's all I that's all the positivity I have in me for the day. Yeah, I got nothing else, man. I'm like I'm like beat. Like it was such a great day. Got a lot. A lot of hockey in the past few days, yeah. Dude, I didn't move from my couch yesterday. From 12 o'clock to 
maybe like 12 30 one o'clock in the morning all hockey i watched the rangers hurricanes pretty closely and then after that i just had it on in the background i was getting some other things done but yeah, I didn't uh, do shit yesterday yeah it was My uh God. it's very it's cool as hell to have this option for a couple weeks here of straight hockey I had pizza and Doritos for lunch and dinner yesterday, mm. and I loved it. <laughs> it was just an amazing day. Like I, I wish we had that more, more often. Like, well, I guess we are going to have that more often. Who is Columbus starting? Is that Merce Lincoln? Yeah. Is that uh, seventy? I assume it's Merce Lincoln. Yep. <sighs> All Elvis. Can't stop yawning, dude. Okay, Mike Milbury. I'm fucking dead. <laughs> well, I guess we'll uh, wrap this edition of Post Game Review. That was a fun one. It was a good one. Hopefully they're all like this from here on out. <laughs> um, Don't know when I'll be back. Looking like Tuesday, provided this storm doesn't fuck everything up. Uh, the hurricane upcoming. Isaias or whatever it's called. Wait, what? We're getting a hurricane? Jesus, Jim. I've been in a bubble like the last two it's days. supposed to uh, fuck our shit up apparently. So if I still have power and everybody else still has power, I'll get somebody on the show for Tuesday. But uh, we'll wait and see there. Other than that, I think Jim and I will be back on Thursday. Maybe Nick will rejoin us. Uh, he's been in purgatory. I can only deal with one Italian at a time. So uh, he's been put on the back burner for a little while. <laughs> Oh shit! You should you should be lucky. You have at least one Italian. Oh yeah. And when you get two, it's a it's a gift. If you say so. <laughs> oh shit! <clears throat> uh, but yeah, Thursday we'll be back for post game for the uh, was that Caps game, Washington team. Yes. Tampa, Washington, Washington game, and uh, we'll see what the hell happens after that. I believe well, Saturday they play. Looking yeah, for Saturday. a brotherly Two. puck round table, probably Sunday the 9th. Still haven't set that in stone yet. We should probably start working on that. But, uh, Jim, you got anything to uh, plug? Uh... Boy, do I. <laughs> <laughs> Made that joke like three times last week. I just listened to that episode last night. What did I say? Every time I said, do you have something to plug? You're like, I sure do. <laughs> I'm like, I must have been like in a perv mood last week because I <laughs> that didn't even cross my mind this time. Yeah, I do. Nah, just check out the site, hwhockey.net. Uh, I put out an article on Puck Pros, I think, about Goss Despair. So if you want to let me piss you off, go ahead and read that. And yeah, check out the site. We did a pre and post game for the Flyers game today. Check out the articles. Let us know what you think. And that's it. All right, everybody. At the Flyer event at Brotherly Puck. Those are still the only accounts up, though. Don't tell anybody, but uh, Heart Countdown may be getting reborn soon here. Ooh. That was a good account. You got to get that back up. I do. I do. I was fucking furious when I found that out when I was down as well. But. Maybe it'll uh, make a return here if the Flyers make a run. I believe Carter Hart has 44 wins till he passes Ron Hextall for Flyers record and 150 wins until he passes Patrick Wall. 150 fucking playoff wins. That's unbelievable. It's a lot. 
Marty Brodeur's in second place. He only had like 110. 151 playoff wins. Will Carter Hart be the youngest goalie to ever win a Stanley Cup? 21 years old. Uh, I I would assume so, but I actually have no idea. Tune in for the next show to find out. Goalie to win a Stanley Cup. Terry Sawchuck. The first thing that came up was Tom Barrasso. What? Uh, you should remember the Flyers lighting that guy up when I was younger. Can Tim Thomas become the oldest goalie to win? Ken Raggett. Let's see here. Who is the... Ho- okay, there's one on answers and there's no answer to it. Awesome. I feel like hockey reference would have that one. Save it for the next show. We'll open up with it. Are you going to remember that by Thursday? I won't. I'll write it down. Mm-hmm. Youngest goalie. Why is this coming up? You would think there'd be a youngest goalie in the NHL. Goalie won the most Stanley Cups. Never won a Stanley Cup. Matt Murray's on here. Well, maybe. Only goalie to win two Stanley Cups as a rookie. Uh, what? I got it. I know. Patrick Waugh. 20 years old. Hmm. Wow. So, so much for that. Yeah, Patrick Waugh. There it is. Ken Dryden was second youngest. Huh. Well. Sorry, Carter. Can't be the first for everything. Sorry, Carter. I'm just going to have to get in line with Patrick Waugh and Tom Barrasso. Yeah, Tom Barrasso. What a douche. Do you think any of the Penguins fans know who Tom Barrasso is? <laughs> so I put a – I commented something in a group. I think it was on Facebook. And it was something dumb. And you can make fun of me. It was like – I can't remember exactly what it was now, dude. I bet you uh, there's no Penguins fans who remember Tom Barrasso or some shit. I can't remember what it was, dude. But I got I got destroyed because of it, and it was kind of funny. He came up a couple uh, times in the uh, Players You Forgot. He was a Hurricane. He was a Blue. Get out. Is he a Leaf, I think? Yeah, I only remember him from the Penguins. Yeah, same here. All right, everybody. We'll uh, wrap this up and uh, see you Thursday. So uh, goodbye and good night. Come back! Come back! Come back!